friends. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Layton, and thank you for joining me in our journey to hope. It is my desire through this podcast to bring you information about how to discover, sustain, or perhaps regain hope. In this episode, we're speaking with Brent Misseldine. Now, I've known Brent for a long time, and I'm going to let him tell a little bit more about himself, but Brent is one of our ministers at the Prattville Church of Christ in Prattville, Alabama. Hello, Brent. Hey, Dave. Well, before we do get into our topic of discussion, we're going to be talking about hope that never fades, but I want you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, before I tell about me first, Dave, I want to tell you how much I appreciate your work <laughs> Not only with this podcast and all the efforts that you put into it and the, the people who listen are blessed, I also appreciate uh, that the book that you wrote about hope. And I know it has blessed a lot of lives. And, and thank you for your devotion to helping people find that hope. And God bless you for that. Well, thank you, Brent. Uh, by the way, I, I was going to mention to you, uh, I got a phone call. Um, what is today? Thursday. <laughs> I got a phone call um, Tuesday from one of our ladies here in the congregation, and uh, she wanted to get a copy of my book that uh, she has a friend of hers that is a deputy sheriff, and he has just recently been diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. And uh, she said, I want to get him a copy of your book because you went through leukemia. And I, I said, oh, yes. <laughs> and she says, so where can I buy it? And, and I told her, well, you can order it on Amazon, but don't you dare. <laughs> You let me get you a copy of that. So I've ordered her a copy, and uh, I'm excited about that. And and um, I'm going to be looking for him at the cancer center once he starts in his treatment for leukemia because I think we have a chance there to reach out and touch him. Uh, I don't know his history or anything else about him, but uh, I, I certainly look forward to that. So, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm being a little long-winded here, but there's just so many opportunities for us to share uh, hope and certainly share uh, that true and lasting hope is through our Lord. All right, well, let's get into the discussion. And I thank you for your comments. I truly do. Uh, I've enjoyed working with you over the last, uh, and I'm going to let you tell the number of years I was trying to think. And I, I kept thinking, well, I know it's more than 20. Let me think. So I'm going to let you talk about that. So well, tell I, us a little bit about yourself. I have been the preacher here for the Prattville Church of Christ for the past 24 years and have loved working with this congregation. There are preachers who preach for a lifetime and never get the opportunity to work with the quality of folks that we have here. It has been a blessing to me, to my family, uh, but I've been working with churches for a little over 40 years now, and I've been blessed by that opportunity, and I, I, I love what I do, get to work with the best people in the world. Um, been married to my wife Lisa for 40 years now and we have two grown daughters that have given us three grandchildren and, and just yesterday was our little Lucy's birthday so uh, the Lord has blessed me beyond what I could ever have dreamed of. Yeah I'm looking forward to uh, uh, here in the near future I'm going to actually be uh, interviewing Lisa and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how we can bring people hope through our hospitality. So that's going to be an interesting perspective on that. All right. Well, as I mentioned in the introduction of the podcast, I'm, I'm seeking to help folks discover, sustain, or regain hope. And uh, relative to that, I wanted to discuss today in this episode about how hope 
is found in Scripture, a particular topic about that. I want to talk about hope that doesn't fade. Now, Scripture, of course, is all about hope. It's, it's a golden thread that runs throughout it. Uh, there's so many references about hope throughout all of Scripture. But I was reading recently a specific passage, and this really jumped out at me, and that's what I'd like us to focus on. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Now, I'd like to read it. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It's 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Scripture says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Now there is so much information packed into that passage. Uh, especially that relates to discovering, sustaining, and regaining hope. But there's one particular phrase that, before we get into uh, your thoughts on this, there's one phrase in there that I just love. And, and toward the end of this passage, Peter says, um, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power, it, 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 it's amazing to me, God is serving us. And that's what that says. He is guarding that salvation for us. He's keeping it there for us. And the, again, the idea there is, is um, yes, we serve God, but, but God's there for us also. And that, that's just an amazing part of it. So anyway, let's, let's talk a little bit. Um, I, I'm always reluctant to just pull a verse out and let it stand alone. We get into trouble when we do that. And so uh, I want to talk, first of all, uh, share with us what your thoughts about the context of this particular verse. Well, I love your choice of this passage because, like you said, there is so much packed into it, and there, there is so much hope and encouragement to be, uh, to be gained by these words from the Apostle Peter. Uh, when Peter wrote this, uh, he's writing at a time when Christians are facing serious persecution, and these folks that he's writing to have already received some, and they've been dealing with it, and it's, and it's easy to get discouraged when things are not going well, and, and they may have been tempted to lose hope, um, and they're about to go through more persecution. He's not writing to tell them things are about to all get better uh, immediately in the context of this world, but, but he's letting them know no matter what happens in this life, it's going to get better. You have hope. You have reason to rejoice. God's in control, and they needed that uh, for what they were about to face, and uh, we know they treasured these words, um, and, and it's thankful it's been preserved for us to to uh, to get encouragement from even though we may not be going through the same kind of persecutions at least at this point that they were um, no matter what happens we can we can have that unfading hope yeah I, I, i'm glad you brought that up because um people whose hope is challenged some sometimes we are in a situation where realistically we understand this situation is not going to improve. Uh, Keith Kasargent in a previous episode made the point uh, that I've heard before, uh, none of us get out of this life alive because um, we're, we're terminal. 
Um, uh, somebody said years and years ago, some of us are more terminal than others. And uh, But the, the point I wanted to bring out there is that we can have hope even in the face of situations that we know are going to maybe worsen or not get better at all. And, and I tell people in that case, you have to, you have to think about redirecting your hope. And, and so, yes, your point about some of the Christians there were going to lose their life in very horrible ways uh, because of persecution. And you and I were talking just briefly before uh, we started how even today some people are facing persecution because of, of their faith in Christ. And so uh, Peter's addressing people like that. Well, you know, uh, the people that Peter was speaking to, uh, they were having their hope challenged, and yet history shows us these folks had incredible faith, and it sustained their hope. Well, in this passage, and that's where I want to go to, uh, there's five incredible points that Peter packs into this, and that's where I want to go. The first one, uh, and it just outlines itself so easily here. He says, according to his great mercy. So your thoughts on that, please? Well, we need to realize that the fact that we can have the hope that we do in Christ is a gift of God's grace. It's a gift of his mercy. We really don't deserve it because of our sins that have separate us, separated us from the holy presence of God. Um, we don't deserve that relationship, that hope of what he has prepared for us. And, and without that mercy, we would be in a situation like the Apostle Paul describes in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12, where he describes those that before coming into Christ and before receiving that grace, they were having no hope and without God in the world. And what a, what a terrible position that is to be in. And, and, and we can't do anything to earn or deserve that blessing of what God gives us that gives us that hope, uh, it's just because he loves us. And like you said before, he serves us in that way. Um, and, and, of course, Jesus came to show us what God would be like if he were a person, and Jesus was a servant. So through that, we see we have a God who serves because of his mercy and his grace. And, and the fact that we have that hope, we just say, thank you, God, for this gift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything you said, and you even used the word grace, but everything you said there in that comment um, amplifies God's grace. It's, it's, it's an incredible idea, God's mercy when we don't deserve. And then he follows uh, that statement by saying, he caused us to be born again to a living hope. And that, that almost sounds like he's forcing us to do something, but that's not what it means there when he says he caused us. Uh, might be a better way to say it, I don't know, maybe uh, he enabled us. Uh, he, he makes the opportunity out there for us. Well, we remember Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus in John chapter 3 where he said, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that's one of the ways that the Bible describes uh, being saved and coming into that right relationship with God. But, but it's, a, it's a whole new life. And when we are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, everything changes. Everything is new. It's a, it's a brand new start. And... And part of the ways that we have that brand new start and a new life is that what seemed hopeless before is no longer hopeless. Um, and, and notice he says that that's 
We have we are born again to this living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, he received this new life when after he had died on the cross and was buried in the tomb. And because Jesus conquered death, uh, our our ultimate enemy that can can give us hopelessness if we don't have what Jesus accomplished through his resurrection. He did accomplish that when he walked out of that tomb. You can just imagine the hopelessness of the apostles after Jesus had died on the cross. They thought everything that they had hoped for was gone. And if there ever was their hopelessness, they had it at that time. But when they saw that risen Lord and Jesus is alive, never to die again, um, the resurrection changes everything. And that we need to focus on the fact that our being born again unto this living hope is through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our hope is in him. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that out about the apostles because uh, that, that's a favorite study of mine, one of, one of my favorite studies. Um, you, you look at Peter and the, the personality of Peter, and you know we always think of him as being brash and outspoken and all of that. But after the death of Christ, uh, as they're in that room together when Christ appeared to them after his death, you, you don't see Peter jumping out in the front. You see Peter in the background. He's just not part of that conversation. And then we read later how Peter very much was, was uh, part of that because his hope was restored when Christ forgave him. That's right. We, we see it in Thomas, you know, except I touch him. I'm just not going to believe it, you know. And then, and then when he saw the Lord, you know, oh, my Lord and my God. So you see that shifting uh, from uh, if the expression we might use is the rug was pulled out from underneath them. Mm -hmm. they, they lost in their perspective. Sure. Um, there's another thing you said that I really liked, uh, how uh, everything is new. Newness brings about a renewed hope. Things are starting again. And that, to me, is such a critical part of our relationship with God because he picks us up where we are and carries us forward from there. A great example of that is David after he sinned with Bathsheba. Um, God forgave him when he repented, picked him up, and, and continued on uh, with David uh, being part of God's will throughout uh, the rest of his life and, and Scripture. So that renewness or re renewal brings about more hope. So that's a great part. So we've got according to his great mercy, and then we've got he caused us to be born again to a living hope. And then he uses uh, three strong uh, adjectives here, imperishable, undefiled, unfading inheritance. And that's, that's kind of where I keyed in on this topic for this podcast, the unfading so, and, 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 you know, a point about that real quick before I, I turn it over to you, sorry, is sometimes we feel like our hope might be fading, and we need to be reminded uh, that it, it doesn't have to fade away. Um, it, it can, in fact, continue to grow and should grow stronger and stronger. So please go ahead. Well, all three of these terms are related, obviously, and they have similar meanings when he says imperishable. Um, I was uh, looking at a, at a definition, one of the phrases that was brought about was beyond the reach of change and decay. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, we think about when we're buying um, 
Uh, if, if we're going to the grocery store, we think we, we, there are two classifications of things. There's perishable and, and not perishable groceries we buy. Uh, the, the perishable things are like the milk and the bread that if they sit around long enough, they're, they're going to go bad and uh, you're not going to be able to yeah. use them anymore. Um, but, but our hope is imperishable. Um, the, 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 uh, the inheritance that we have with God is, is no matter how long it takes, it's not going away. Uh, it's, it's not going to rot. It's not going to go away. Um, the idea of undefiled means not contaminated or corrupted. And a lot of things in this world may be great today, but then they get contaminated, they get corrupted. But, of course, the word we're focusing on today is the word unfading. And, and like you said before, sometimes we have hope for something but with time and with the things that we observe and experience, it, it starts fading away. I, I think about when I was a kid, um, I wanted to grow up to be big and tall. Now, my, my daddy was not a big, tall man, uh, but there was some, some, uh, some of my mother's brothers that were tall, and I thought maybe I got some of that on my mama's side of the family. And uh, actually, when I was in the seventh grade, I was among the tallest in my class. And, but then everybody else kept growing, and, and my growing slowed down. I'm 15 years old, and I see all these tall kids, and I'm thinking, oh, I still got hope. I still got hope, you know, it's not over yet. But as I got older, as I got to be 16, 17, 18, that hope was fading. And at some point, my hope for being a tall man was gone. And I just had to learn to deal with that. Um, now, of course, there's a lot, a lot of things that are much bigger deal than that. And, and sometimes people, uh, have they have hope that some health condition that they have is going to get better. They have hope. Okay, um, you know it's, it's it's bad right now, but it's going to get better. And no, I know Dave. When you went through your battle with that life-threatening leukemia, uh, you were given hope that you would get better. That there was treatment for your condition. But you know sometimes there are people that have hope that a condition, a pain, an illness, or something like that's going to get better. But when it doesn't, and and things change. Sometimes with time, that, that hope fades, and that can be a hard, hard place to be. And Dave, i got to tell you, I just got back from a visit um, with my brother, and uh, his wife and his son are both battling cancer and have been for the last three years. And there have been times of hope and, and improvement, but right now for both my brother's wife and my brother's son, Hope for their recovery is not gone. They know, and we all know, that God is still in control. He can do anything yeah. that He wants to, anytime He wants to. But that hope for for recovery, it, it's it's fading. And uh, but but my brother, his wife, his son are all faithful Christians, and their their hope in Christ has not faded. And and Dave, that was such an encouraging thing to see in my brother's heart was uh, the hope that he has in Christ. And, and, and they know that no matter what happens in that health situation, that they're going to be okay one way or the other. Their future is secure. The future's bright because their hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and see, that's what makes that hope imperishable and unfading. It's kept in heaven, like you said before, by God's power, nothing can touch it. There's no disease, no enemy, no financial setback, no 
unexpected turn of events. That's why our hope must be in God and in our eternal home and not just in the temporary and changeable things of this world. And even when hope begins to fade in certain circumstances, we don't have to let that hope fade in God, his love, and his faithfulness. Yeah, and I hear it in your voice, and I share it with you, all of us uh, that are in this hope business. We're passionate about this. And, and it's just so critical that we help others discover that. So I appreciate it. Hey, I want to go back to your thoughts about when you were 15. And uh, you may not be physically tall, but you stand tall among us. And I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> All right. So the next uh, particular part that, that Peter brings out is uh, kept in heaven. And we've talked about this, kept in heaven, guarded by God's power. Again, I want to say that just... That's, that's just phenomenal. Well, and, and it, we have to trust in the power of God. Um, and if our power is in ourself, if, our, if our, our, our hope is in the power of other people, they're going to disappoint us because we're going to see sometimes we may put hope in, in a family member that, that disappoints us or maybe uh, thought that they could do something to help us and they can't. Or sometimes we put our, our hope in politicians and uh, and 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 the the people in in this particular life and 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 we we put sometimes we put our, all of our hope in a doctor or uh, or in some other or even in a mechanic or a financial advisor and uh, and we think that they have the power to help us well the only true power is in god and what he's got held for us is going to be held and and we can totally count on that yeah it, it is tragic that sometimes these things around us, family, uh, people that we put a lot of hope and trust in, sometimes they're human. They fail. Um, and, and so that, that's kind of tragic at times. But God is eternal. His love is eternal. His faithfulness is eternal. So guarded by God's power, um, I can ask for no better, God, or no better guard than than god that's right and so it's kept in heaven guarded by god's power okay let me let me go into one more uh, statement he says for a salvation to be revealed so your thoughts on that well there is a sense in which we have salvation right now uh, that we don't have to wait to be saved uh, at some later point when we are washed in the blood of jesus uh, we are made right with God, and we can have confidence in all the promises of God. But there will come a time when we'll see the ultimate result of our salvation and our relationship with God and all the blessings that come from being saved, and that's going to be revealed to us. It, we haven't seen it yet. And, 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 of course, I know that many times on your podcasts and in your book you've talked about the relationship between faith and hope. Um, and when we go to Hebrews chapter 11 and we see all of the different people who trusted in God and they were obedient, even when it hadn't been revealed to them exactly how things were going to turn out, uh, or God asked them to do something that didn't seem to make any sense at all. And, and so we're, we're living this life and, and we have this hope. We've never seen heaven. Uh, we've never experienced it ourselves. But one day, it, it hasn't been revealed to us yet, one day it will be revealed to us, and, and and we just need to keep that in our minds that we're going to see it one day. And and the Apostle John 
gave us a little glimpse just in whatever uh, meager human terms that we have that we can try to imagine what lies ahead. But I want to share with us just to remind us of what's going to be revealed to us uh, at, at the revelation of Jesus Christ from the book of Revelation chapter 21 uh, when John sees that new heavens and earth coming down from God in verse 3 he says and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people God himself will be with them and be their God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Folks, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen what God has prepared for us, but he's telling us, what's going to be there and what's not going to be there. God himself and his presence will be there and all the pain and the hurt and the things that try to steal our hope in this life will be gone and we've got to keep that in our mind. That's going to be revealed to us and let's not ever forget. When we're going through the, 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 the difficulties, the problems, the, the painful things that try to steal our hope, let's just be reminded there is a salvation to be revealed to us and it's going to be just as real as today is yeah yeah there there's a statement in there when you were reading that that jumped out at me um it says behold the tabernacle of god is with men and he will dwell with them yet again god is coming to us that's right he came to us in the form of christ he came to us um, he will come to us at resurrection and then he's inviting us to be with him. He's coming to us That's in right. that way. Um, we just have to be receptive. I want to read the passage again that we've been referencing to just kind of pull it all together. Uh, again, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Okay, so that wasn't the end of Peter's statement. He had some other things he wanted to say, so your insights into that, please. Well, as we said before, they'd already faced times of persecution. We're about to face more. And he goes on to let them know that that persecution doesn't have to steal their joy because their love for Jesus, their intense love for Jesus is just going to keep growing. And, and he lets them know their, their faith is going to be tested by fire. Um, and, and it's going to help them come out stronger after they've come through it. And they will come through it, even if it means for some of them their lives might be taken. They will come through. And, and, and many times when we go through those times of testing and refining, uh, even if we are still left here on this earth, that we can be uh, more effective and, and more fruitful servants in the kingdom of God. And our, our hope and our faith just keep getting stronger. But that, that hope and faith have to be in Jesus. You know, this letter by Peter is written to those who are in Christ. 
And so how does that apply to folks that are listening to this today, uh, that might be reading this passage? How does that affect them that are not in Christ? Oh, wow. Uh, It's just a, a tragic situation because, like you said, Dave, all of these things are for those who are in Christ. And if we're not in Christ... You don't get any encouragement. Yeah, from... it's like a, it's like the opposite side of that. Uh, if you're not in Christ, then it's just so easy to be discouraged. But the good news, there's good news that for somebody, if, if you're listening to this and you've not committed your life to the Lord, you've not done what the Bible says to do to go from being out of Christ to being into Christ, you are invited. There is nobody who is not invited. He's not going to turn anybody away who comes to him in faith and, and repentance. And and and. Yeah, Yes, no one is rejected. That that's so remarkable because some people may feel like I, I've lived such a horrible life, or I'm such a horrible person. I've done some terrible things, or whatever the case may be. And again, uh, Jesus says, "Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden." So again, uh, run with that, please. Well, that's that's the love of our Lord for every person. He has made it available, and uh, and it doesn't matter how how far we have gone away from the Lord or what we're guilty of in our lives. or, or And one of the things that brings hopelessness in our lives is, is being laden down with guilt because of things we have done wrong. Uh, we can feel like because of my failures, because of what I've done, I, I don't have any hope of, of things getting any better or fixing this and even, even feeling like there's no way God can, can forgive me. But, but that's the beauty of of Christ in Christ is where our hope is found. He took that all on Himself. Yes, we have been guilty. Yes, we have done wrong. Yes, we've all sinned. That's why Jesus died, and made that available to anyone who will come to Him. And it all happens in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But we have to find out. Okay, how do I get to that? And of course, we've ta- already talked about faith. We talked about we got to repent of our sins. But in Romans chapter six. The Apostle Paul mentions here, and of course he's talking to people who have already done this. He's reminded them of what happened, mm-hmm. that when they were baptized into Christ, they were baptized into his death. And then they were raised with him as, as Christ was raised. And they were raised to walk in newness of life. That goes back to being born again uh, into a living hope. And that's all about Jesus. And, and, and when by faith we repent of our sins, we confess our faith in Christ, then, then when we are baptized, we come into Christ. And, and, and that's where all those blessings are found. And we continue living in that newness of life. And I, I just hope and pray that if there's somebody listening who hasn't come into Christ, that you'll open up your heart. Just see how much God loves you, how much Jesus loves you. That's the extent he was willing to go, not only to go through the pain of the cross, but the pain of taking your sins on himself, causing him to be separated from his father who can't have fellowship with sin. The father hearing Jesus saying, crying out on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why would God do that? It's because he loves you and he wants you to be in Christ with that love, with that hope. And it's a gift of his grace, and it's a gift of his mercy. Yeah. You, you said something about uh, sometimes people you know, look back over their life and they have regrets, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm actually planning in the future to do a podcast uh, with the title of um, Finding Hope Through Reflection. 
because mm. I obviously we don't wipe our minds clean and never recall. Um, there, there's times in my periods of meditation or whatever, I think about some of the things that I've done that were contrary to God's word, disappointment to God. And I rejoice that uh, even in those times, he offered me the opportunity for renewal, which led to even greater hope. Well, these words from the Apostle Peter, I know are going to be an encouragement to anyone out there and maybe someone who loves the Lord and who's trying to be faithful, but things are, are tough and they may be being tempted for that hope to fade. Um, I just I just go back to these words, read them over and over again, and and remember that there is something out there for you that does not fade. Yeah, and I'm glad you used that expression, uh, go back and read. Uh, one of the things I like about this medium, the podcast, is uh, as it is being recorded, folks can go back and replay this. Uh, they can be encouraged again. All right, you've given our audience a lot to think about. Uh, those that are in Christ, uh, their hope should not fade. Uh, it should be a sustained hope, a growing hope. Uh, those that are not in Christ... Um, Peter uh, points them to discover true hope. And the great thing, again, about this medium is just go back, read it again. Uh, and not just this medium. Open your scriptures. Read what God says to you. Look for the hope-filled statements. Well, Brent, thank you. Uh, I've enjoyed this conversation with you. Anything, I have too. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, just a, a word of thanks for your time and effort that you put into this and, uh, and all the people that are blessed, and glory be to God for it. Well, I appreciate your words. Well, friends, thank you for joining us as together we journey to hope. I truly hope that we have encouraged you to discover, sustain, or regain hope through this effort. I invite you to contact me if you have any questions or comments or you wish to share with me something you've experienced in your journey to hope. My email is ourjourneytohope at gmail.com. That's our journey and the number two, hope, at gmail.com. And please, share this podcast with someone whose hope is being challenged. I look forward to sharing more with you soon. Again, thank you, Brent. And I'm Dr. Dave Layton, and thank you for listening. And until our next episode, remember, we give all glory to God our Father.